What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Eagles are at the podium and we have it covered thanks to the fine folk at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist. Follow me on Twitter at Michael Kist NFL. That's K-I-S-T. Make sure you're following at BGN underscore radio on Twitter, of course. So today we have three press conferences for you. Before we get to that, just a reminder to check out the KNS 120, which is our film review of the Eagles Falcons game from week two Sunday night football. And of course, BGN radio will be up first thing Thursday morning. So keep an eye out for that. All right, so three coaches at the podium today. First up is going to be Jim Schwartz. That's from Tuesday, September 17th. He talks about blitzing, what went right, what went wrong, and some thoughts on the cornerback group and so on. Also, next after him is Mike Rowe, the offensive coordinator. That's also from Tuesday. He talks about the challenges with coaching a young group of skill position players, and he's going to have to do a good job of that with the wide receiver room looking like it is for the Eagles over the next couple of games, plus with Miles Sanders getting a solid chunk of the snaps. Lastly is Doug Peterson at the podium on Wednesday, September 18th. Doug talked about why he shifted today's practice to a walkthrough, citing that the team was nicked up and that they're going to have to be starting young guys that would normally be servicing the scout team. This is not unusual for Peterson to do this as he's done it later in the season before. Also, the Packers and Colts are doing the same today. So keep in mind that the Eagles have a quick turnaround after Sunday's game with the Lions as they have the aforementioned Packers on Thursday night football only four days later. So that could be a motivating factor, as well as trying to keep the guys that they do have healthy Keeping them fresh, definitely important. He also confirmed that Wentz was good to go and injury-free, which is, of course, good news. So that's what's on tap for today. Let's go to the podium. All right. So you were listening, Jim, uh, Sunday night. Are you gonna, uh, how did you feel about how all that went? It went pretty well, I guess, until the very end. Yeah, you know, I don't know that we really blitzed a whole lot more than we did in the first week. It was maybe a little bit more um, all-out blitz. Um, just a couple snaps here and there. Um, I thought a couple times it was pretty well executed and, uh, you know, we were able to get some key stops and get a turnover, but also we paid the price for it, um, on that, on that last play, like the, like the, um, you know, I, th- I think we make that play. We, we made a play on very similar play earlier in the game and a very similar, um, thing, but, um, you know, they made the play when it counted. You wrestle, yeah, you wrestle with that like every weekend. You talked about before. Is it getting tougher to do? What's that? You know, to blitz or not to blitz? That. Oh, every game's different. You know, you do like they they were they were protecting their edges. They were chipping our, our defensive ends quite a bit. They were a little more vulnerable to the inside. The times where you saw us get free were on the inside. So um, you know, every week it's different. Every week it's a different quarterback. It's a different set of receivers. Um, I mean, you wrestle with every part of the game plan weekly, so no different than that. What did you see on the It looks like uh, you're going to be without Tim, at least for a little bit, uh, two defensive tackles in two weeks. Uh, How difficult is that? 
when you have guys who haven't had a ton of snaps. Jakeem just got here. Yeah, um, life in the NFL. You know, we went through it at different positions last year. We went through a defensive tackle for a little while last year. Um, things have a things have a way of settling down after a amount of time. There's there's always going to be an adjustment period when you got new guys coming in and guys are settling into new roles. But you know that's part of the job description for coaches in the NFL. It's part of the job description for players in the NFL. We preach all the time that um, if you're on our 63-man roster. If you're here, if you have a seat, practice squad, regular, um, you know, 53, 46, whatever it is, you're going to have to be, um, you know, counted on at some point during the season. So get yourself ready. And um, I think we've seen that plenty of times. And, you know, we might be in that same boat, um, you know, pretty soon. What's been your assessment of uh, Ronald Darby's performance coming off off an ACL? How how important uh, speed is obviously at that position? I think he's got all his speed back. I, I don't see the ACL as being an issue at all for him. He's done a great job of rehab. Um, you know, he didn't practice a ton in training camp. So I think um, – and we have few players that are in that boat. Um, so I think that, that sometimes you can see some of that. I don't want to want to call it rust at this point. But there is a reason that we do – do tra- we still do training camp and we still practice. Um Made a couple big plays for us. There's probably a couple plays he'd, he'd like to get back. I mean, there's a 50-50 ball that Julio Jones makes a great play on. I don't know that you can contribute, you know, attribute that to an ACL or even missing um, some snaps in uh, in training camp. That's just um, part of my mind. That's just life in the NFL. You know, those those guys are going to make some of those. You got to come back and compete. I like the fact that gave up a touchdown pass, came back, got an interception. You know, didn't um, you know? Kept his, kept his, um, you know, competitiveness up. I thought that was a good sign from him. He's more of a sound. Uh, I think you're referring to the one to Ridley. Mm-hmm. Uh, was he expecting safety help there? How many times are you guys going to try me on those questions? The uh, uh, defense didn't execute well on those plays, and and it's always an example of combination of rush and coverage and technique and. You probably put that one in uh, in those three areas. Kind of from not practicing as much in the summer, he's he played more snaps than the other corner. So what goes into the decision as far as how many snaps each corner plays, how the rotation works? Yeah, um, well, some of it depends on the way the game is, and like the first game we had guys you know, leaving the game a bunch and, you know, even the way we sort of wanted to roll wasn't the way it necessarily turned out. Um, you know, it, a lot of it just comes from communicating the guys on the sideline, how you feel and how long drives were. We were getting a bunch of stops at, um, you know, in the, in the, in the third quarter after we gave up a touchdown on the first drive, we were able to get some good stops and, uh, you know, we weren't really taxing our guys a ton with long drives. So all that goes into it, but um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think at, at this point in the season, I think that it's more just um, taking it as it comes, as opposed to having a plan. I mean, you know, you you, you have a plan going in, but every game's played a little bit different. It hasn't been that often here that you've gone back to back weeks without multiple sacks. What do you attribute the lack of sack production to? NFL. Ball, I mean, it can ball can come out. Um, you know, I'd I'd rather have interception on um, Darby's play than a sack. You know, I mean, sometimes sometimes you know, I mean, sacks are always good, but 
you know, you force the quarterback to make an errant throw, you get an interception, um, you know, that's that's pressure from, you know, blitz, whatever. Um, Brandon Graham makes a big tackle for a loss. They were driving the ball in the first series. He makes a big tackle for a loss in the run game. What was that, second and 16? Uh, you'd have to you'd have to look at it, but what's the difference between that and a sack that was six yards? It's still the same. The next call is still the same. Um, you know, still and a lot of dropbacks though, where there's sack opportunities. Right? Yeah, I mean, not not always. It depends on what scheme they're doing, and and this was a chip team that was working, um, that was trying to protect, and and a lot of times the ball's coming quick. Um, you can rush well, and. Um, and still not get to. You can't just judge everything those guys do on the on the sacks. You got to just judge it as team defense. Like I, ta- I talked about with giving up a, a big play, it's never one thing. Um, I actually thought I, th- I thought I thought our guys rushed well, and I thought um, you know they were coming hard. Um, production will come. Coming along, how close is he to being what he was before the injury? Um, well, again, I, I don't really even consider the injury part of it you know it's more just where he is and and coming back didn't practice a ton in training camp but you know there's there's nobody grading on the curve this time of year because you didn't practice in training camp you like when you know they put a ball in the air the officials don't say well this guy's you know coming back from an injury or you know when when it comes time to rush the passer they don't say well we're gonna we're gonna pull a guy out because of, of that I mean nobody 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 cares about that stuff um, it's it's production league. It's a you know it's a it's a what have you done for me lately league, but um, you know he'll 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 get there. I know you like to rush. Uh, you like to uh, rotate four in at the D tackle position, but could you do it with three if you had to for a week or two? And uh, you know with the guys guys being able to move inside from the D end spot. Yeah, we've done that before. Um, you know, I mean it's it's I don't think it's ideal long term. Just from a standpoint of this is a this is a really long season, and um, it's a tough position to play. Um, there's no other position that you get contact on every single play, and uh, defensive tackles do. You know, there's sometimes that you know other positions on the field might not might not get contact. Maybe you're a guard, and uh, you know, and and pass protection doesn't come to you, and you're sort of holding space or you know, center and you don't get contact. But defensive tackles, every single play get contact. And it's a tough position to play. you got sometimes 700 pounds a guy pushing on you with double teams and stuff like that. So we take a we take an approach trying to keep guys fresh, and I think that served us well over long term. But short term doesn't always work out that way. We'll just take it as it comes, a little bit like the corner position. It was more the offense this week, but you've been a coordinator for a long time in this league. You've been a head coach when – Guys go down early in the game, and you've been game planning how difficult it is to adjust on the fly when you lose a bunch of guys early in the game. Yeah, I mean, you, you've seen it all. I mean, you lose guys in pregame warm-ups. Um, you know, I've been on teams that we lost guys, you know, went went to bed, and uh, we were great, and woke up the next morning, guys in the hospital getting an appendectomy. Um goes along with territory it's part of the job description um you know you have to be you have to you know work with what you have and and find a way to get through that game you know it's it's just it just is what it is we've seen teams uh, a lot of times they'll scheme him up just because of how powerful and important he is to your defense with, with no malik and 
and know uh, Timmy now for a while. Um, how I mean, does that even place more pressure on him? I don't know. I mean, we took a little bit of that pressure off with a little bit of blitz, a little bit of inside pressure. Um, you know, so, you know, having Nigel coming through an A-gap, Malcolm coming through an A-gap, that uh, now those we, we ended up with somebody else free. It was Deho on one play and it was Rodney on another. But maybe the next time that's Fletch freeing up. So there's different ways that you can help guys inside. What do you think of the way uh, Cindy Jones played? I thought it was a nice bounce back for him. I, I, the, the thing I was probably most happy with with Sid was um, he really played physical in the run game, tackled well. Um, and that was a that was really uh, it was really good to see from him. Yeah, you know, obviously very familiar with Matthew Stafford. What have you seen with him the last the first couple games of the season recently that impressed you the most about? Him? Yeah, you know it's funny. Um, I don't recognize anybody on that team. You know Stafford. The long snapper, the punter, um, and then I think Darius Slay might be the only guys that were there. Wow. I mean, it, it shows you how much turnover there is in this league because um, it really doesn't seem that long ago. Maybe it has been. But, um, you know, Matt's always been a guy that is a very accurate passer. Um, he's not afraid to put a ball in any window. Um, he's, he's got a strong arm. He can make all the throws. He's a really good game manager. I think that's maybe gone a little bit um, under the radar with him. And, and you can see that in the way they're playing. They're playing a little different scheme. I mean, they have a defensive head coach. They have an offensive coordinator that came from a run-first Seattle-type scheme. So they have a, maybe a little bit different flavor. But he's still a very dangerous uh, guy. Goes to the right spots with the ball, makes accurate throws, and moves the ball around to a lot of different people. There's a lot of carryover from – that style, what we saw last week with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was the same way. It was, you know, move the ball around to a lot of different targets, throw accurate passes, manage the game. All the good quarterbacks do that, and I put Stafford in that Sorry, um, category. Sorry if you've been asked specifically about the, the zero blitz in the last touchdown. Um, yeah, you were late. <laughs> uh, hat tip to – was there anything you look at that you feel like there's there's uh, something that could have been done or do you say, you know, it's credit to the Falcons. There's, they, they called a good play and ran it. They, made, the they made a good play. I mean, that's – it's. I mean, I don't know how many times I can say today that it comes with the territory in the NFL, whether it's injuries, whether it's, you know, dealing with different situations during the game. But, um, you know, that's part of the risk-reward of, of blitzing. You won't blitz. You can make some plays and you can sack. But you, if you do, um, if they do get a guy blocked, um, there's nobody behind him. Uh, we took an aggressive approach, tried to win the game right there. Um, we weren't just going to – I mean, it was fourth and three. We could have sat, sat back and said, okay, let's be safe here. Let's, um, you know, hold him to a field goal. I think part of it was knowing that even if we gave up a play right there, we could win the game right there or go a long way to winning the game. Um, or, um, you know, even if we gave a play, we, we had confidence our offense was, um, you know, get the ball back and have a chance to play too. So that goes into it. Um, we didn't get it done um, in this game, but it's a long season and – we have confidence that, uh, you know, in the long term, we'll be we'll be fine. Of the ends on your roster, of the ends on your roster, what made you want to play Josh Sweat inside? Yeah, just matchups. Um, you know, I thought that he he only got a couple of reps in there. It wasn't a huge part of our our game plan. Um, 
But I, th- I thought he had some good. I, I thought his best reps were outside in this game. He, he did a couple had a couple nice pass rushes and did a nice job against the run. Um, if you're on our 46, we got confidence in putting you in the game. Um, every week it might be a little bit different, but um, you know his role wasn't huge in that game. But uh, I thought he gave us some effective snaps. What was the biggest motivating factor for how much you used the blitz in that last game? Like I said, we really didn't use it that much. It was just it, it was probably just more obvious because um, there were a few plays, both good and bad, that were made as a result of it. But a lot of times, blitz and you know, like like I said, we we ran a blitz on a second and one play that they gained two yards on, and. Nobody probably even thinks about that because it wasn't a huge play for them. wasn't a, a, a sack for us or something, but that's just the way it goes. I mean, um, you know, it, it probably gets a little bit more attention. I don't know that it was a whole lot different than the, no, the normal number of snaps or the number of snaps you'd expect over a course of a game for us. It was just in a couple different situations, and there were some big plays made uh, from it and gets a little bit more attention. Because he's not playing a whole lot, of defensive snaps, the special teams, the main uh, consideration when you're trying when when you guys are trying to decide between him and Hall. Um, that plays into it, but it's not the final determination. I mean, Fip always likes to be able to have guys that he can use. Um, we like when our guys are you know doing something when they're when they're there. I think a lot of it goes into like I said with the corners, a lot of it goes into the way the game's being played, how many long drives you're getting. Your rotation's gonna look a little different when you're having long drives and guys are gassed like a week ago or however long it was, when they had that long drive at the uh, end of the end of the game, I mean, we, we could have used fifteen defensive linemen and there would have been plenty of reps for all of those guys. Other times you're getting three and outs and, um, you know, it doesn't seem like you're rotating enough. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a long season. Okay. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
y'all doing? All right. How are you? Right. How'd you feel like uh, JJ handled himself getting kind of thrown into the fire the way he did? Yeah, he sure did. I mean, um, you know, very, you know, the most extensive playing time that he's seen, obviously, in the first two weeks. And, uh, you know, he's got plays that, that he did very well on. And, and there's other plays that, you know, we come back, we look at, and we try to make our corrections and grow from there. With the week of possible preparation for him to have the expanded role, instead of getting thrown into the fire, how much can that help? I think it can only benefit JJ. I mean, he's going to be taking, uh, I would imagine, um, you know, more of a, a primary role in practice uh, until we know more about uh, Alshon's status. And uh, I'm sure that'll be ongoing throughout the week. But, um, you know, any reps that you get, particularly as a young player, are beneficial. When you have a rookie like him or even Miles, are there things you have to do to calm them down? leading into games because you know they want to try and perform in those spots. Yeah, I mean, these guys have played in big games in college, but there's certainly, a, you know, a, a different feel about playing Sunday night football in the, in the NFL. Uh, it's a big stage, and I thought both those guys just stepped in and, and uh, it didn't, the game didn't look too big for them, but there certainly is experience that you can learn from going out there. And, and Atlanta's got some good defensive backs and obviously a very good, good strong defense, so uh, be good experience for both those guys. How much do you attribute this slow start to uh, the, the loss of the three skill position players? Uh, I think it's, again, it's a combination of factors. Obviously, uh, those were unusual circumstances um, that we were dealing with early in the game. And I think it's a credit to, uh, you know, our offensive coaching staff, uh, Justin Peel, Carson Walsh, um, you know, Coach Stoutland, uh, you know, working working through the run game and um, trying to make those adjustments on the fly. And, and not only just the coaches, but, but the players. We talked about uh, J.J., um, you know, Matt Collins, another guy, who, you know, saw the most uh, extensive playing time in his career. I think it was something like 69 plays. So, um, you know, all, all the guys, all the people involved, the guys that were still available to play, uh, helping their teammates through it in the huddle, getting lined up in, th- in positions that, you know, they may ordinarily have found themselves during the week. So um, there's a lot of gymnastics that went on with it. And I think our guys responded well over the course of the game. Can you tell us a little bit more about you if this is your setup going against Detroit and then against Green Bay? Right. Well, it it obviously helps now, you know, have some time to plan as opposed to, uh, you know, happening in the moment. Like I said, it's unusual. It's it's never happened to me in all my time uh, coaching to lose, uh, you know, three skilled position guys like that so early in the game. And, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, we we are able to settle in, finally find a rhythm. And, um, you know, those guys settled in the game and and did a nice job. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, the specifics of of what was going on when you find out that those three guys are gone uh, and all those gymnastics you talked about? Like, are you are you trying to pull up plays that you didn't have on the call sheet already and, and relay those to Doug? How does that all work? No, it's more about, um, I guess, massaging the personnel groups and trying, you know, there's a lot of plays on there specific to personnel groupings. And um, some of them we feel like we could, you know, interchange a guy. Others, you got, you know, you got to cross off the list. Um, and then, you know, maybe plug a guy in to rep a play that, you know, that was a different personnel group. I know you didn't get this rep. Here's how, you, you know, here's how you want to execute the, the route assignment or the blocking assignment, wherever the case may be. So there's a lot of communication that has to go on uh, in a short amount of time to get that done. And, uh, you know, we got mentally flexible uh, guys and guys that can handle that as, as players. And the coaching staff did a great job of, of making those adjustments. Mike, from a scheme standpoint, is Matt Patricia's defense similar to what he ran in New England? Yes. Yeah, very similar. Yeah. Did you had to go to certain players in case other guys got hurt and said, "Hey, well, if we're down to two receivers or one, did you? I mean, you have to." We were down to that. two. Yeah. We were down to two, uh, and then Nelly came charging out of the huddle there, 
um, to start the third quarter. Um, yeah, we were we were down to two there. So that you know, there again was another, and then all of a sudden we didn't have to to go that direction. Um, but that that prepare for that? Did you have to go to who was? Well, we're gonna have to put a running back in. So now that gets even, you know, that gets even more challenging there because you're talking about a guy who hasn't done a, you know. At least the other the receivers have been in the room. They understand, you know, the running backs haven't, you know, they haven't been focused on that throughout the course of the week. Who was so, the running back that would have been uh, Sproles was was going to be the guy to go in. Miles, you the week to prepare oh, back here. So you have the week to prepare, but obviously you can't make JJ be Deshaun Jackson. You can't make Mac be Alshon Jeffrey. So, what is the key to make sure your offense is a miss beat? Is it creativity on your part? Is it reps for them? Is it chemistry? What is it? I think it's all three of those things that you just said. That'll be the recipe. Um, trying to put our guys in a, in a position to be successful. Um, you know, get get them in the plays that, that we think that they're you know they're suited to. Their best their skill sets are best suited to. And um, we got to you know maybe play a little bit of a different kind of game. And uh, you know, there's an element to, of surprise to that too. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a combination of all those things, and and we'll be working through that the next few days. Miles tried under a lot of duress in that game. Um, how do you think the offensive line played? And looking at the game, it looked like Isaac may have, you know, had, had a little bit of a struggle in this one. Well, you know, you mentioned. I mean, they've got an excellent uh, pass rushing group, and um, we were under some pressure at times. I thought, uh, you know, for the most part, we did we did a good job. I know Carson took some hits. We don't want to see him taken. Um, we got a lot of confidence in our in our ability to pass protect, and um, you know, in, in terms of Isaac, Isaac's played well here in, in the past, and we expect that he'll continue to do that. And you know, probably didn't play his best game on Sunday night, and I think he probably say the same. Hey, Mike, with, uh, with Mac and JJ specifically, you just kind of mentioned, but you know, from one week, fly by the seat of their pants, they're playing Julio in practice and yeah. then this week they get to to prepare and, and be part of the game plan. How big of a difference is it for them specifically, not just you, for them to have those first team runs? I don't think that, you know, in terms of practice, there's not a big difference. Uh, maybe lightening their load, you know, like you said, they were servicing the defense and um, giving our defense a look and, and representing Julio. So, um, you know, not, they won't be as involved in, in something like that. But, uh um, we expect those guys to know the game plan and be ready to step up uh, if there's number if their numbers called and you know I think they were they were prepared I know JJ spent extra time uh, on several days uh, last week uh, going over the game plan at, at multiple different positions which you know as a as a backup receiver in the NFL that's part of your job you don't just know know one spot you got to know more than one spot in case uh, something like this happens and. Uh, so, you know, I think just just another week, you know, into it, just another week for him as a, as a young player, um, you know, can only be, only be beneficial for him. You used uh, 21 personnel two, three times in week one against Washington. Even after the injury Sunday, you never went to it. Uh, what goes into that as far as the not wanting to? Uh, I wouldn't say not want to. It just uh, maybe uh, just different schemes that we had on the game plan. Um, we felt we're, you know, suited uh, week one and, we always have that flexibility to be able to do it. Like I said, we were, we were going to have to get to it, um, you know, if we needed it on Sunday. We're prepared to do that, and I'm sure that you'll see it again. Well, you watch the film of Carson throwing almost from his knees as he's getting dragged down from behind. What's that? What's the – is there a teaching point, coaching point there? Like oh, yeah. Level we, we, what do you guys do? Press that? runs that drill every week. Yeah. It's uh, so it's it's cool to see it show up in the game and him be able to perform like that. Yeah. No, I mean, a heroic play. I mean, really, I think uh, the second time that I've seen him, you know, make make a play like that to one of our guys 
across the middle. The, the other time that, that pops to mind is the Jacksonville game um, last year, you know, when he made that throw to uh, Jordan Matthews, cutting across the middle with the guy, you know, draped all over him and, and twisting him around. It's just a testament to his strength, uh, not only his arm strength, but just, just his overall his play strength and being able to absorb something like that and still deliver a ball. Miles tried to bounce a few outside. Um, is that, it, it seems normal of a rookie. Um, is that something you would like to see him be a little more decisive and get down? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's all part of the process. You know, really, that's an excellent observation. And there's some there's some moments there where you see like see him stick his foot in the ground and get north. And uh, you know, he can't outrun everybody uh, in this league like he might have been able to do in the past. And you know, that's that's the learning experience of a, of a young player. And uh, we know he's going to learn for it. It's being pointed out, and, and he'll be better for it. Um, we've got a ton of confidence in the guy, and he's going to be a really good running back. And knowing Nelson as you do, how does he, uh, I guess, respond or deal with a fourth-quarter drop like that? I, I think uh, certainly he knows he's got the support of the coaching staff and, and the players in that locker room, every one of them. Uh, it wasn't just one play. I mean, we know that was a significant play, but it wasn't just one play. It's a collection of plays, and um, Nelson's got a lot of confidence in himself. Uh, he's got uh, demonstrated performance. He's got a resume. He knows he can step up and make plays. And, and matter of fact, just uh, a player or two later, you know, made a huge play for us on, on fourth down to extend the drive and go up and make that play in traffic like he did. So um, we haven't lost any confidence in him, and he's going to be a you know big part of the reason why we why we win. He all right? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Carson spoke about it, and I've talked to him. He said he's fine. I mean. Normally after a game, you're sore, and I think he's sore. But other than that, I think he's fine. How do you think Carson kind of adjusted? I mean, losing those three guys, you know, from the first half compared to the second half. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, obviously he played really well in the second half, uh, completed 70% or something like that. Um, you know, it was, it was excellent. Uh, eight for eight on, one, on that one drive with a couple of his um, unbelievable third down conversion throws uh, that he made. So he, I thought he, you know, had an outstanding second half. And, um be the first time really for any of us, him him included. He's looking at, at faces in the huddle that um, probably didn't expect to be there. And, um, you know, he, he adjusted, and, and I thought he was uh, was really gutty in his performance. Would you, would you say that was kind of like the cause for struggles in the first half, just like everything was? No, I, I, again, I think there's multiple factors in, involved there. Um, you know, offensively as, as a unit, you know, there was, there was things that we all need to improve, you know, starting with me and – um, that we all need to improve to, to play better in the first half, first quarter, first half. There was a play where, there was a play where uh, JJ, I think it was like a, I don't know, five or seven yard out, and Carson overthrew him a little bit on the left sideline. Yeah. Is, that, is that one of those things where, I mean, it looked like an overthrow anyway. Is that one of those things where the more time that they um, play with each other, they might have a little more? I think that's them? a very good example, yeah. Um, it really is, yeah. JJ's on, on our line to our left, and, He's running from a slot position. He's running like what you describe as an out. And um, I don't know how many reps he's he's gotten on that. He wouldn't have been the primary guy that we would have repped it with. And he uh, finds himself in that position. So he hasn't got a lot of time on that route. Um, certainly Carson hasn't gotten a lot of time throwing him that route. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're a little bit off there. Can can we make that play? Sure. We, we can make that play. What's the route actually called? What's the actual route called? Uh, what's that? Said so I would call it an out. What's it? What's it? Yeah, an out's fine. Okay. I think that'll work. He <laughs> <laughs> was inside. He's breaking out. Yeah, I think that, that that's about it. It's it's a little bit more detailed, and we we sometimes say it out loud, so I wouldn't want to say it in here. But um, yeah, that's 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 a really good example, actually.
from week one to week two, what made you want to change that extra tight end, the tackle eligible tight end from Andre to Hala Bulavati? Uh I mean, that's just a conversation we have with Stout, you know, based on, uh, on, on who we're playing. And, uh, you know, V's got experience doing that. Certainly has played a bunch of bunch of tackle in, in the league. He's got experience in, in doing that for us before he became a starter. You know, a couple of years ago, that was one of his primary roles. And uh, that's just a, a function of, of some of the things that we had in the run game and, uh, you know, how we want to utilize that and marry that stuff up. Thanks, Thanks guys. Yep. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> Great, thanks. What went into the call to, to not practice and do a walkthrough instead? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just a couple things. Number one, with the guys that uh, are a little nicked up who have a chance to play in this football game, I want them to get the rep in practice. Normally, we go a padded day, um, and and then and then two, we got some young guys that might have to play, and and they're also servicing the defense or the offense, and so this way it allows everybody to still practice and maintain their focus and, and get our work done that we need to get done today. What's the health update on Deshaun, Alshon, Tim Jernigan, Corey Clement, and Dallas Goddard? Well, we know Tim's going to be a little bit longer. Um, the other guys are, are day-to-day, more day-to-day. Um, they're doing well, and, and we'll have an update at the end of the week. But, you know, right now, they'll, they'll, that's why we're doing this type of a practice today. So Carson, we get them out there. I'm sorry, you mentioned um, two games in 10 days, 11 days, something like that on Monday. How much does that factor into this, and how much do the – not current injuries, but the age, the lingering injuries of your other players, guys like uh, Brooks, Darby, guys coming off injury who didn't have a lot of preseason. How much is that? Yeah, I mean, that's another reason um, to kind of pull back just a touch. I want these guys as fresh as possible, obviously, for these next two weeks. Um, you know, and, and I got to I gotta think of the big picture here, you know, obviously, and, and keeping guys, it's early in our season. Um, keeping guys uh, as fresh as possible now, so we can we can make a push later in the season. So that that's also a factor in this decision. With Carson, with Carson, is this as unusual as it seems? Have you seen this done before? Have you been a part of this? Have you heard of this being done before? Wednesday's a big you know big day in the NFL. Yeah, I, I've done this before. Uh, typically, uh, with a Thursday game the following week um, to adjust the schedule this way to keep guys keep guys fresh. And I've done it too with uh, uh, later in the year, but obviously you know. Um, Week three, you know, to have a Thursday game. Week four, I mean, it's just a unique situation. Would Carson practice today if, if you had a, if you had a practice? Carson. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. We'll be longer than. Yeah. Yeah. He's fine. What is the what is the yeah. game planning process like for you this week with guys who are up in the air for whether they can play on Sunday? Uh, we go we go as usual. I mean, we game plan as usual. Um, you know, uh, we we understand that, that that we we could miss a player or two, but at the same time, we can't we can't focus on that. We got to get the next guy ready to go, and and uh, you know, we go in and coach that that player up and and get him prepared. But from a game plan standpoint, um, we're playing a good football team in the Lions, and uh, uh, they're coming off a victory, and, and we got to be prepared. Doug, there, there are reports saying that Deshaun and Alshon could miss like a couple weeks. Um, any truth to that? I mean, listen, I, I you know. Both those guys are, are, are getting treatment. They're rehabbing. Uh, they're day-to-day. Uh, we'll see where they are, obviously, at the end of the week, but uh, you know, not committing to that. Doug, you mentioned the schedule. You kind of had a similar one week 16, week 17 last yeah. year. You had success with it. Uh, does that give you confidence to, to do things like this and shift the schedule around? It, it, it does. I mean, when you got a, a sort of a veteran football team, guys that uh, – I, I, you know, I challenged the team this morning this way and, and my, my leadership council um, to, to really, 
you know, take it upon themselves to, to one, to, you know, stay mentally focused, mentally sharp. Um, if they got to get any conditioning in between or after practice, they do their own conditioning today and tomorrow and, and, and the rest of this week. But um, having having a little bit of a veteran group that can handle it um, does make it a little bit easier to, to adjust the schedule this way. The timeline on the three injuries here, Stokes' guys. Dallas, did that happen during warm-ups, or did, did he come in with that? Uh, pre-game. Pre-game, okay. Yeah. And then was Alshon, uh, there was a video of him having a conversation with one of your training staff during the pre-game. Was his during the pre-game as well? Or was no, I, I know my knowledge of that was his was in-game. Deshaun's yeah. in game two. Do yeah. you, have you guys done anything to, to look into the surface there? Anything, any correlation not, that not soft yet. tissue injuries not yet. so I'm, early? In yeah, the, no, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm kind of past that and on to the Lions right now. So when you make a decision like this as far as practice goes, how, how do you, what's your process like? Do you talk to the other coaches, your, uh, your, your captains, or how, how does that I, 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 You know, I, I, one, you know, I kind of feel for the football team and, and where we are. You know, health-wise, you know, with 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 guys too, um, I, I don't want guys missing practice reps. You know, so if we're going live today, there would be a few guys having to miss practice, and I don't want that. So I, this is the reason again to t- kind of slow the pace down so they can get that rep. And then and then three, um, as we mentioned earlier, I mean, I got two games here coming up back to back pretty quick. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's, but it's all those things. I have, that's the process, and, and and I do address the coordinators and, and get their feel as well. But that's the process that I go through to make this decision. What, what did you see from uh, when you watch back and saw Mac and JJ when they were thrown to the fire a little bit? But how happy were you? With yeah, I mean, I thought I thought well, Mac obviously, I mean, made a made a big impact obviously in the game. A couple of big catches, one on third down, and and really two on third down late in the game. Um, you know, JJ had had a couple nice nice balls thrown his way. He's a big physical guy. He, JJ's a guy that's going to get better uh, as as Mac was. You know, a, a couple years ago. You know, getting his feet wet. But both those guys are. Um, you know, we'll see. Hopefully, you know, they'll get an opportunity maybe to play a little bit more possibly this week. Um, we got to get them prepared. But but I'm excited for both of them and what they can do. A couple weeks ago, it seemed like defensive tackle was a position of pretty good depth. You lose two in two weeks. How concerned are you about that position? I mean, it's, you know, obviously it's it's uh, early in the year. And, you know, if you go in with three tackles, it uh, you know, you got to maybe shift some guys around. But, um, you know, we've done this before, um, you know, with our end positions. BG can obviously come down inside and, and do some things in there. So uh, we keep those guys as fresh as we can with the rotating, you know, system and, and, uh, and we go play. Can't, can't really worry about that much, too much. You know, we just got to go play. We saw a couple years ago when Isaac had a very difficult game against the Chiefs. He ended up making a move there. Obviously, he's got a much bigger uh, resume since then, but he struggled this last game. You know, what's what's your trust level in him uh, two years? Uh, yeah, I, I, I've got the utmost trust in him. Um, he'll, he'll make the corrections from the other night. He'll move on. He's, he's a pro about it. Um, he's a professional at practice, and uh, he'll correct it and, and I have no no issues with him. Yeah. I've seen the offense last year. And Holland's. I know JJ talked yesterday about getting the practice reps with Lawrence. Obviously, that's not going to happen in a walkthrough situation. How much do you balance that against the other considerations? Well, he'll get the he'll get obviously the reps with the ones you know from a. But it, it, when I say walkthrough, it's not like walking in the building. I mean, it, it's it's a little bit more than that. And we're gonna listen. We're gonna do some other things. Um, that uh, you know, 
we'll do, we'll do some we'll do some full speed stuff today with those guys. So we'll be fine. It seemed the offense was affected last year when you lost the deep threat in week two. Who can provide that if Deshaun's not in the lineup? Well, um, you. You don't want to see me run up there. No. I can't run like that. I mean, Nelson, we saw Nelson the other night uh, be able to stretch the defense. Uh, he, he obviously can do that. Uh, we, and, and, you know, if, if that's the case, then, then we got to get creative and, and be able to um, find, some, find some ways to get these guys down the field. Um, you know, this is a good defense we're playing. Uh, it's a good pass rush. It's a lot of man coverage, as we know. Uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the New England Patriot uh, type of schemes, what you see on tape with uh, Coach Patricia there. And, um, yeah, we just got to find, find unique ways and creative ways to, to push the ball down the field. But, um, you know, it, 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 it changes a little bit, you know, kind of what we do. But, um, again, we just got to get our guys prepared and, and go play. So outside, of, uh, outside of finding magical plays, you know, for, uh, for the first quarter, what are what are some of the things that you are looking at or identifying? I'm, I'm sure it's a you know an area that you're looking at about the you know first quarter starts and things like that. Um, yeah, I, I've looked at that. Um, in fact, as uh, as uh, early as last night, I just went back and I pulled all the games in 17 and 18 and looked at looked at how we started games and um, of the you know 19 games in 2017, I think we scored on eight of those opening drives. Six uh, touchdowns and two field goals, so eight of the eight of the nineteen, and then last year we were seven of the uh, eighteen, and we had five and two. So we're kind of right there, you know. Um, this year, obviously, um, you know, we haven't yet, but but it's it's been a, it's been a number. As I watched, it's been a number of things. Uh, it's been our execution as an offense. Um, we also strive on defense, trying to get off the field uh, a little faster, you know, three and out, or at least maybe you know maybe two first downs but we're getting them off the field and then we've had uh we've had penalties that has backed us up kept us in some third and long situations that we couldn't overcome and the other thing is turnovers we had uh i believe it was six uh turnovers in 17 and and five or six last year uh in the on the first drive so we can't do that I mean, we gotta eliminate that in order to score. Last one, the opening drives versus the first quarter, because the first quarter numbers <coughs> are pretty bad since the beginning of 2018. Only 41 points, which is the lowest in the NFL. Correct. So you're focused more. Do you think the problem is more the opening drive versus? Well, if we, the if we score on the opening drive, that's that's points in our favor, and then it, it, it kind of feeds the rest of that quarter. And then when you think of the Washington game a couple weeks ago, we only had the ball for like four and a half, five minutes. So we didn't have the ball a ton, you know, even in that first quarter. P-G-N. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.